0: This is April the 6th, 2023, Maundy Thursday. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lecturer is Kathy Harm. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Friends in Christ, in this Lenten season, we have heard our Lord's call to struggle against sin, death, and the devil, all that keeps us from loving God and each other. This is a struggle for which we are called at our baptism. Within the community of the church, God never wearies in forgiving our sin and giving the peace of reconciliation. On this night, on this Monday, Thursday night, let us confess our sin against God and our neighbor and enter the celebration of the great three days reconciled with God and with one another. With that, I invite you to turn to the front of your hymnal 258, where you will find our confession and forgiveness in the Monday, Thursday service. And as you turn to that place, I invite the congregation to please rise. Will you join with me? Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name, amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to each and every one of you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit to be with you all. Before we sit, I invite us to turn to our bulletin insert and pray together the prayer of the day. Holy God, source of all love, on the night of his betrayal, Jesus gave us a new commandment to love one another as he loves us. Write this commandment in your hearts and give us the will to serve others as he was the servant of all. Your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever amen. You may be seated.
0: Good evening. The first reading is from Exodus chapter 12 verses 1 through 4, 5 through 10, 11 through 14. It begins with the following preface. Israel remembered its deliverance from slavery in Egypt by celebrating the festival of Passover. This festival featured the Passover lamb, whose blood was used as a sign to protect God's people from the threat of death. The early church described the Lord's Supper using imagery from the Passover, especially in portraying Jesus as the Lamb who delivers God's people from sin and death. The reading. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall mark for you the beginning of months, It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell the whole congregation of Israel, on the 10th of this month, they are to take a lamb for each family, a lamb for each household. If a household is too small for a whole lamb, it shall join its closest neighbor in obtaining one. The lamb shall be divided in proportion to the number of people who eat it. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a year-old male, You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the fourteenth day of this month. Then the whole assembled congregation of Israel shall slaughter it at twilight. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the lamb that same night. They shall eat it roasted over the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roast it over the fire with its head, legs, and inner organs. You shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. This is how you shall eat it, your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it hurriedly. It is the Passover of the Lord. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you shall observe it as a perpetual ordinance. The word of the Lord. second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 26, with the following preface. In the bread and cup of the Lord's Supper, we experience intimate fellowship with Christ and with one another, because it involves his body given for us and the new covenant in his blood. Faithful participation in this meal is a living proclamation of Christ's death, until he comes in the future. The reading. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way he took the cup also, After supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. I invite the congregation to please rise and you will find the Lenten Gospel Acclamation on page 260. We will read it together. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. The Gospel according to St. John, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated. Now before the festival of Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given him all things into his hands, that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself, Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that he had tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, "'Lord, are you going to wash my feet?' And Jesus answered, "'You do not know now what I'm doing, but later you will understand.'" Peter said to him, "'You will never wash my feet.'" Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you, for he knew who was to betray him for this reason? He said, not all of you are clean. After he'd washed their feet, he put on his robe and returned to the table. He said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord in and your right, for that is what I am. So if your Lord and your teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, and God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I'm going you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you you also shall love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the servant Lord Jesus Christ, who is love. I bid you welcome this Monday, Thursday. We have reached the end of our Lenten pilgrimage. Our gospel takes place with Jesus and his disciples gathered somewhere in Jerusalem in an upper room, and they are at a table. It will be the calm before the storm, the storm of betrayal that is building all around them Jesus has been predicting his arrest and his death. And Jesus is terribly bothered. And what's interesting in this gospel telling of the Lord's Supper, there is something there that you will not find in the synoptic gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And it is this sacrifice. It is This love that Jesus pours out onto his disciples. A sacrificial death of God's outpouring of love for us. A death that will shake the world. And when it comes, Jesus' lifeless body will be taken from the cross in haste and put and laid in a borrowed tomb. Sensing his betrayal... Is soon to take place. Jesus gets up from the table where his disciples have been reclining for the meal, taking his robe off. They must have wondered what is our teacher, our rabbi, our master, our Lord. What is he up to? Grabbing a towel, putting it around himself, then takes a pitcher with water and pours the water into the basin and begins to move around that table to each of the disciples to begin to wash their feet. A task that's done by a servant, the lowliest of servants, Jesus demonstrates his deep love for his disciples. The same love that the Father has for us. God in the flesh came not to be served but to serve. Think about it. Think about it. The Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, one with the being, with the Father, bows down to us, loves us, cleanses us. And Jesus washes the feet of the disciples. Many years ago, I was a nursing home administrator in Wisconsin, and uh, I would work every once in a while as a CNA. I was also a certified nursing assistant, but that came after the board examinations to become an administrator. And boy, when you think about that, usually things take a certain order, but Here's the administrator, and we all know that he's going to CNA class, and he's got to take the CNA examination, which a lot of it is doing and also written. I was as nervous then in preparing for that as I am now, and I don't know why I'm feeling so nervous. Maybe it's the weight of what's taking place. But going back to my story as I showed up on one, it was actually a Sunday, Roy, the cheese man from Wisconsin, was here this week, and so his name is in my head. His name was Roy Benizer, and Roy was a man who was very active in his younger years, and he loved to hunt, and he had a deer head right there on his room. It was wonderful. Today I got to do a communion service at the nursing home, and they can just visualize his deer head coming out the side of the room. And uh, he had his own room, and his bed was along the window and a chair there. And I was assigned to take care of Roy that day. And so in the morning, the routine in the nursing home is, as the CNAs go, they, they prepare things. The residents may still be sleeping, and we put towels and we get things ready as we go up and down the rooms, and then we notice who's stirring and who's awake. And it was seemed to be Roy's turn, and so I went and I took a basin, and I went into the small bathroom, and I turned on the water as hot as I could, because I knew it took a lot time to go from the hot water line to go all the way down these long hallways. To the room. That's how nursing homes are built. And I got that water nice and warm and I, I uh, had my towel and my washcloth and I helped Roy um, as we took off his night shirt and he was still in the bed. How many have had a bed bath before? When I asked at the nursing home they all raised their hands. We, we actually like the whirlpool bath at the nursing home where it bubbles up and you feel all squishy and good and clean. And so there I was cleaning him and uh, the washcloth all around. And then it was time, Jack, to work on his legs. And so I washed his legs. And when you put that water on, onto you, it, you get cold, right? It starts to evaporate right, right away. So I made sure I had a warm towel, and I had the warm towel over him, and I worked on, and I washed his legs, and then I washed his feet. After I had washed Roy's feet and I had him back covered up, I took some lotion, and I did this with the lotion. What was I doing? I was warming it up, wasn't I? And it was at that time, and what you need to know about Roy, he had had a stroke, so he had a contracture on this side of his body that affected his arm and his hand, and his right leg pointed, his toe pointed, always pointed. And his leg was very stiff and I began to work the lotion and around his feet. And he had aphasia so he couldn't speak but you could see it. It said, his face said, oh, that feels so good. Don't stop. And something happened to me when I was doing that, when I was lotioning up his feet. You see, I worked for a a, a Christian organization, the mission was to share God's love and word and deed by providing shelter and supportive services for older persons and others in need, believing that in Christ's love, everyone is someone. And oh, the love that washed over me. The love that washed over me. And I think that's what Jesus is trying to convey to his disciples in washing their feet Oftentimes we'll wash the feet of our complements. Ooh, pastor, do we really have to do that? Notice I got them out this year. No one's going to have their feet washed up front. Maybe we should turn it around and have them wash pastor's feet. Oh, that would really be a hoot. Jesus washed their feet. And after doing so, he asked them, do you know what I have done to you? And before they could answer that question, you call me teacher and Lord, you are right to do so. And if the teacher and the Lord washes your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. I have set the example before you for you to do as I have done. And to make sure that his disciples understood and got this important point across, this act of love, Jesus gives a new commandment that you love one another, but he doesn't stop there. He says, just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. Now, the commandment to love one another is not a new commandment. If we were to look into the book of Leviticus in the Pentateuch, we would find there these words, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. It's there, it's been there. It's not a new commandment. The newness comes in Jesus' words that follow this commandment. As I have loved you, you also ought to love one another. Love given as a servant's love. For if we take time to wash one another's feet, you will experience God's love in a profound way. I'm not going to ask you to take your shoes and socks off, though, no. That didn't even get a laugh, Jack. Jesus will also demonstrate God's love by the way that he will die on the cross, emptying himself, opening up his arms, having his hands nailed to the cross beams of the cross, obedient to God to the point of death, paying the penalty for our sin and making us clean by restoring a right relationship with God. So also at the table, after the Passover meal, Jesus gathers his disciple into one mind. The focus is on him. They have just had the Passover meal and Jesus takes a loaf of bread. He gives thanks and He breaks it and He gives it to His disciples. This is my body given for you, do this for the remembrance of me. How strange these words must have felt to the disciples. How strange these words must feel to our first communion students. Broken for me? Will you say that? Broken for me. Broken. Yes. Broken for you. Then again, in the like manner, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. The promise, gift of eternal life. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. Our second reading that Kathy gave from Paul, he writes, that it is through faith as often as we eat and drink the cup, we proclaim the Christ's death until he comes again in his glory. God's promise of eternal life. The Lord's Supper is the Paschal meal of our Lord. As we read from the Israelites in the Old Testament, the Lamb without blemish is the Son of God, not spared, but rather gave Him as a ransom for all of us. And as Pastor Lynn taught our confirmation class, in the bread and in the wine, it's in, with, and under the full presence of Jesus Christ. And we remember God's forgiveness, God's love for us. From our baptism until our death, we have been given this beautiful meal out of God's love for us to remember that Jesus is with us in, with, and under the bread and the wine that we are about to partake. This is the mandate. This is the meal. We remember how deeply God loves us. The gospel of the Lord. Amen. Let us sing our hymn of the day, 708. Sustained by God's abundant mercy, let us pray for the church, the world, and all of creation. You make a new covenant with your people. Gather your church around word and table and love and promise as these three holy days enfold us. Open us to behold the mystery of our salvation. Merciful God, You give us our daily bread, fruit from the earth, and work of human hands. Bless those who labor and tend to their crops and those who prepare our meals. Strengthen us to advocate for food justice and fair distribution of resources. Merciful God, you, are Savior and Teacher, stooped down to us in servant love. Inspire national and local leaders with a renewed sense of public service. Increase in them a humility to serve with, with equity and fairness. Teach us to pray for our enemies. Merciful God, our You incline Your ear to us in every need. Befriend all who are lonely. Comfort those who grieve. Soothe any who are anxious. Console all who are distressed. Graciously attend to the hurts of your children who suffer in body, mind, and spirit. We lift before you this evening Joyce Osterkamp, Sharon Soper, Teresa Ingelbart, Kalinda Stadmuller, Sandy Jensen, Lamette Mork, Lisa Farley's aunt, Brenda Smith, George Walter's niece who's serving as a missionary in Kenya, and his brother Charles. We give thanks for Tommy Dirk's surgery and how well that has gone, and he is the grandson of Edda. For Dick Meyer, Jan Rickel's brother, who just received a diagnosis of cancer. We remember Devin Siebel's family following the 15th year since his unexpected death on April 5th. We give thanks for the newest member of the Roller family, Ellie Mae Roller, born on March 23rd. We offer prayers for those who suffer silently in our midst, known only unto you, O Lord, and thank you for the risen Lord who meets us on our journey, both in the valleys and the mountaintops. We seek protection for sons of this congregation and grandsons who are serving the military. We lift before you Ben Harms, David Frankford, Trevor Owen, Dustin Starn, Spencer Hansen. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You inspire your people to praise in words, song, and art. We give thanks for our music director, Barb Andreessen, and all of those who come alongside her to ring those beautiful chimes and bells, for those who are willing to lift forward their voices as a gift to God to share the sacred story through music whose gifts enrich the church's worship, kindle in us an appreciation for all who beautify our worship space throughout the changing seasons. Merciful God, Precious in your sight is the death of your faithful ones. We remember and give thanks for those who have died. With them, we trust your promise to love your own until the end. Merciful God, we lift our prayers to you, O God, trusting in your steadfast love and your promise to renew your whole creation through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. With you. We receive uh, this evening's offering, and I invite our, uh, my communion assistants to go ahead and bring that forward. And as we bring our offering forward, let us sing 592. Let us pray. Holy God, gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts towards those who hunger in any way, that they may know your care and prepare us now for the feast of the bread of life, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our service continues with a great thanksgiving. You'll find this on page 144 in the front of your hymnal. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right our duty and our joy that we should at all times and all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, whose suffering and death gave salvation to all. You gather your people around the tree of the cross, transforming death into life. And so with all the choirs of angels, the church on earth, the host of heaven, we stand and praise your name and join that unending hymn. and merciful Lord, heaven and earth are full of your glory. In great love you sent to us Jesus, your Son, who reached out to heal the sick and the suffering, who preached good news to the poor, and who on the cross opened his arms to all. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took bread and gave thanks and broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Pour out upon us the spirit of your love, O Lord, and unite the wills of all who share in this heavenly food, the body and blood of Jesus our Lord to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Come to the banquet, for all is ready now. I invite you to be seated, and some instructions. We're going to start with Connor and Reagan and Grandma and Grandpa and Dad. And they're going to come up to the table first, and then we're going to switch over to Landon and his family to come forward after them, okay? And then everyone else come up, and we're going to serve by tables. All right, let us prepare our hearts as we sing the Lamb of God. Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? From the words of my groaning. Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night but find no rest. Yet you are holy. Enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our ancestors trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not human. Scorned by others and despised by the people. All who see me mock at me, they make mouths at me, they shake their heads. Commit your cause to the Lord, let him deliver, let him rescue the one in whom he delights. Yet it was you who took me from the womb. You kept me safe on my mother's breast. On you I was cast from my birth, and since my mother bore me, you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near and there is no one to help. Many bulls encircled me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like raving and roaring lion. I am poured out like water. And all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd. And my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. For dogs are all around me, a company of evil doers encircles me. My hands and my feet are shriveled. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O oh Lord, do not be far away. Oh, help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion, from the horns of the wild, the oxen. You have rescued me. I tell you your name to the brothers and the sisters in the midst of the congregation. I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. Oh, you offspring of Jacob, glorify him. Stand in awe of him. All you offspring of Israel, for he did not despise or harbor the affliction of the afflicted. He did not hide his face from me, but heard when I cried to him. From you comes my praise and great congregation. My vows I will pay before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, he rules over the nations. To him indeed shall all who sleep in the earth bow down. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust and shall live for him. They will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord and proclaim his deliverance to the people yet unborn, saying that he has done it. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever, world without end. Amen.
0: Liturgy Copyright 2021 Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, Number A-729734. All rights reserved.